welcome to the Defender Podcast, a resource to help mobilize and equip the body of Christ to manifest the gospel to orphans and vulnerable children. This podcast is a ministry of Lifeline Children's Services, and I'm your host, Herbie Newell. It's Wednesday, July 10th, 2019, and today I'm coming to you from Kampala, Uganda. And recently, while I was back in Birmingham, we were able to have our family reunion in Birmingham, and we had over 500 people come and just celebrate adoption and what the Lord has done to their family in adoption. And during the family reunion, we were privileged to have Soraya Diaz, our team member from Colombia, who came to be able to meet with many of the families that she has helped and uh, to see the children and how they are doing in their homes. And so today, we want to sit down with Soraya and talk a little bit more about Colombia and Colombia adoption. But before we do, I want you to know that this summer, for the month of July, there is a $500 International Adoption Scholarship. At Lifeline, we understand that funding and international adoption is daunting, which is why we want to strive to provide support and relief whenever possible and how much ever possible for families. So we're excited that through the generous support of several donors, $500 scholarships are available to new applicant families applying for Lifeline's international programs through July 31st of this year, 2019. We all share the same heart to see children placed in loving Christian homes where the gospel can be made known. And it's our prayer that these scholarships will be an encouragement to families who are called to care for vulnerable children through international adoption. So visit us at lifelinechild.org scholarship So that's lifelinechild.org backslash scholarship to find out more information on our international programs and to begin the application process. Well, today we are privileged to have Soraya here, and we want to talk specifically about her role with Lifeline and how she and her team care for the families in country. We want to talk about what makes Columbia such a solid uh, adoption program. We want to talk about the waiting children of Columbia, and we also want to talk a little bit about how Christians can support holistic orphan care in Columbia. So first, Soraya, thanks for being here. Tell us a little bit about yourself, including your role with Lifeline and how you got into this line of work. Hi, um, I started working with adoptions since um, the year 1997, so it's been a long road. Um, my heart is with my, my children, with my families. Um, I am the legal representative of the families in Colombia. Um, basically, what I do is I'm your eyes, I'm your voice, I'm your... Um, I represent you in Colombia in front of all the authorities, and I walk you through the program while you are in country. And I know that uh, you do so much, too, to help advocate for this program at ICBF and to also make sure that that we are, are able to host children here in the United States. And your relationships are so important, and we are just grateful to have you represent Lifeline and to work together, uh, bonded together also by the gospel. And I know one of the things about Columbia Adoption is people do have to stay in country a little bit longer uh, than some of the Asian countries, for instance. So families can be in country for three to four weeks, and that may seem like a a pretty long time. And and sometimes that's 
actually one of the things that people ask about Columbia is what are we going to do in that three to four weeks? Like what's happening during that process? And, you know, are, are we going to be okay? So just take us through the typical in-country stay, what that looks like for a family adopting from Columbia and how our team is wrapping around these families uh, and, and, and helping them throughout this process. Yeah, well, actually, I'm very proud to say that we um, have shortened that time from eight weeks, which used to be two, three, four years ago, um, to three weeks. Let's say it's normally three weeks time in country. What we do is the first week is the integration week and we have lots of appointments. So um, there are probably only two or three days where you will have time to do things in the city, which is also very nice to get to know the country where your child is from, to get to see the capital, to visit the different places where your child has been. And then when the kid is talking to you about it, you will know, oh, yes, I was there. Oh, yes, I know that place. Then the second week is a week of bonding uh, in a small town in a warm climate called La Mesa, where we file the process at the courthouse there um, because it just takes a little bit uh, of time to get it finished. It's not as long as it used to be. So we file it there. You'll be in a very nice area too. You'll have the opportunity to bond with your child, uh, be in the swimming pool, uh, visit the parks around the city. It's very nice. And then when you return to Bogota to finish the last part of the process, we will have again lots of appointments. And sadly, there is probably only one day left to do a little bit of uh, sightseeing, but it's a very short process that has a lot of appointments and we're just rushing you through it. And it's really very, I mean, I think all the families that have been there adore the that part of, of the process too. Yeah, and I know last summer we were able to go as a family and spend a lot of time in Bogota and throughout the country uh, as a family. And, and I can just testify, number one, the country is absolutely gorgeous. Number two, the people are so friendly and loving and kind and, and really take an interest in really even why families are there adopting. Um, and not an interest as in a, a looking down, but just a, a friendly interest. And it's just a warm, uh, not, not necessarily climate, but a warm environment to be in. And, and I know that for us as a family, uh, the six, five to six weeks we were there flew by uh, and, and we were already packing to go home. And I know for, for families, uh, that's a big thing what you say is we really want them to get to know this country of origin and to appreciate where their children come from so that they can one day be able to tell them uh, that not just that they were there, but that they also love and appreciate Colombia. Yeah. There is also one part that I didn't tell and the food is really good. Every single family uh, during this last uh, weekend was telling me about how they are missing the food. <laughs> That's yeah. right. The food is fantastic. And uh, really, there's, there's nothing that you can't get in Colombia, both that, that, that isn't just inc incredibly uh, good. And, and, and you did come to the family reunion 
and you were able to see some of those families. So talk about just the emotions of being able to see these children, so many different children. You've had dinner with families. You were able to see them at the family reunion to see how these children are doing now some years after being adopted. That is probably the biggest blessing in this work, to see them flourishing, to see them thriving, to see them happy, to see them uh, speaking a perfect English after such a short time, to see them uh, completely bonded and loving their families. It was the biggest blessing and I was not like my heart was not ready to receive so many blessings, blessings and so much happiness. It was a complete, full of joy, full of um, happiness weekend. And I know one of the families that you were able to spend some time with adopted four boys from Colombia. And I know specifically that touched your heart to be able to see how well they're doing. Oh, yeah. Talk a little bit about just the specific differences you see in these children, not just emotionally, but physically as well. Oh, wow. <laughs> That's a, uh, I will, this will not be enough to talk about them. They are beautiful kids. They were adopted being older, 16, um, 15, 13, and four years old. And um, when I was talking to them, um, I was impressed by how much they have uh, learned, they have widened their uh, whole um, horizon, horizon. They are now the oldest one finished uh, high school is going to, um, to the university to, um, how do you call the university here? Yeah. Um, college. College, yeah. yeah. And they are driving their cars, they are completely independent already. Um, they have a huge love for their uh, little siblings, for their parents, a high respect for their parents. It's amazing to see them, how they uh, developed. And um, thinking of them when they were in Colombia, there was no future for them down there. And seeing how the Lord has changed the 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 path of their lives and and opened everything uh, for them to become their children too, his children, because they were not Christians when, when they were down there in Colombia. Uh, wow, it, it was incredible. Um, I, I just all the time had tears in my eyes, happy tears, because this is the biggest blessing that I see in this work, and I see that adoption is really a successful a uh, thing that we can do as Christians, and we definitely are called to adopt. And that is the the beautiful thing, and, and I know especially it had to be for you, but even for me to see some of these older kids at the reunion who had been adopted when they were older and to actually be acclimating so well into their families and to be adjusting so well. It's just a, it's a, it's a beautiful thing because we saw them on the front end when they were in the orphanage. Mm -hmm. We saw them when they were coming over for hosting programs or camps. Oh, yeah. And now to see them united to families is just a beautiful picture of God's yeah. grace. One of those girls, 15-year-old, she, she has been less than a year at her house, and she's, she's speaking perfect English. She gives her opinions. She is... Um, 
flourishing. She can't imagine her life back in Colombia. So this is incredible for me to see that uh, the Lord can change lives, is wanting to do that. And he's calling us definitely to to make changes in, in our lives to help them. Definitely, yeah. So I know over the last several years, we've seen tremendous growth in our Columbia program with currently about 60 families in process adopting. So from your experience, what are some of the factors that you would say has contributed to this growth in Columbia? I would say we have precious children. Our children are um, very well-educated. And although they have some delays due to the fact that they have been living in uh, orphanages or with foster families, these kids are precious. And um, also the safety of the country. When the families come to Colombia, they feel safe. They feel uh, completely, um, yeah, they feel safe. And um, it's a very stable adoption program. ICPF um, is very transparent with all the documents that they provide on the children. We have an incredible good um, care system for them. Our medical system is also very good. And um, we do what it is possible to do for them. Um, I think those are very important facts, very transparent, um, very stable, and everybody loves on the children. And again, I can just testify to, you know, the safety of Colombia. And I know uh, many times when people, at least in the U.S., unfortunately think of Colombia, they think of the drug lords and some of the things that were happening uh, decades ago. And yes. certainly while uh, if you go looking for it, you could find it. But in the places these families are going to be, it's it's safe. It's completely uh, safe. Yeah, Bogota as a big city is so much safer than any United States big oh, yeah. city. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can walk around almost at any time and not feel threatened and, and feel safe. And then I, I think something that you said that's just so important is we have seen the Colombian government really uh, bring transparency at ICBF. Mm-hmm. and. You know, we've had different leaders through ICBF, but the same undercurrent of ethics and transparency has been there. And that's something that that is just, I think, a a big shining part of Columbia. And then you you mentioned healthcare. Uh, Obviously, the best healthcare that they can give, they're giving to these children. But I also think because of the strength of ICBF, you do see in many of the orphanages, uh, especially some of the private orphanages where there is also good psychological care for these yes. children as well. They're, they're being prepared well. And that even goes back to the three to four week stay. One of the things families have to realize too is that part of that bonding is so important that's done in country. And it really does, I believe, help families when they get home. Right, yeah. that We have a two, at least a two to three months preparation program for the adoption before the child meets the family. And that makes the whole difference of the success of the adoption process, not only in country, but also for the future. So when the families receive the children, we know uh, what are their real emotional needs and the family can catch the child right there and just help the child to thrive back when they're in their country. I think that's also very important. Yeah, that that is that is definitely priceless that 
the country and the central authority is investing in preparing these children. You know, families do so much over the, the year plus of their process in preparing to bring a child home. But Columbia goes the extra step and, like you said, takes the time to prepare the child for adoption. And it's uh, it's a beautiful thing with Skypes and with books yes. and life books. And uh-huh. uh, I know that many times you'll send me videos of children that are first seeing their life books and understanding yes. that they're going to be adopted. Oh, yeah. Just such a beautiful thing. This process is that it it's it's a preparation for both. And I think that's one of the reasons that it's so stable and that we've seen older children come home and actually do very well in their homes. Right. So let's talk about the kids that are available for adoption in Columbia. Uh, obviously I know you have a huge heart for all the kids, but you're especially passionate about kids who are often harder to place older children, children with medical needs and larger sibling groups. We know these kids are hard to place because they have more significant needs, but what encouragement can you give families considering adopting these waiting children? Well, Okay, these waiting children are amazing children. The sibling groups that we have in Colombia currently um, are um, made out of more than two siblings. So we have sibling groups of three, four, five, six, and even more. I just don't want to scare you guys, but (laughs) Um, our children uh, that make part of these sibling groups, uh, they are called special needs because it's a sibling group and Colombians usually sadly do not adopt big sibling groups. These are children that are completely healthy. They are just belonging to a big sibling group and that's why they have um, special needs. But um, perfect kids, um, most of them are always, um, have been attending school, they are uh, very aware of their situation, and uh, you see thankfulness in their hearts when they get adopted as a sibling group and not separated. Many of them, when they don't find the opportunity to be adopted, prefer to stay in country and not to be separated. So, um, I, I want to call your hearts to think about siblings. Um, the special needs children that belong to the medical needs, um, yes, we do have many with severe needs, but also uh, many with less severe needs that Colombians are not open to adopt, sadly. And those children need also parents. They all need parents. Um we also have um, children that are older, completely healthy, up to date with their school program. Older means older than 14, between 14 and 15, 16, and they are looking desperately for a family. And I know that uh, as we have seen these children, and, and I know, again, my family and I last summer were able to see these the sibling group of four where the oldest brother, unfortunately, was being kept in another home. And we have brought them here for hosting, and we have found a family for them. And the joy on these siblings to be back together and reunified is just such a miraculous thing. And and, and that's a passion that we have. And even though Soraya doesn't want to say it, I mean, we have sibling groups of eight and nine uh, that we have seen. And and Lord willing, we have found families for 
the group of eight. And so just such a powerful thing to keep these children together, uh, such a miraculous wonder of uh, the Lord's intervention in finding families that, that can take these large sibling groups. Well, Soraya, we're, we're incredibly thankful for you and for what you do in Columbia. And while we love adoption, the Lord has also opened many doors for us to also take part in holistic orphan care in Columbia. We're able to work with local churches to see them uh, be trained to be foster families as well as to be trained to uh, participate in in-country adoption, so domestic adoption. Our unadopted ministry has done a tremendous work from working with the central authority to train foster care workers throughout the country, to facilitating caregiver trainings in orphanages, to bringing medical teams to evaluate children, to equipping local churches. And so we've been so grateful to see the Lord working in all the areas of Columbia for the sake of children in need. And so as a Colombian, what are the practical ways Christians can play a role in helping the effort go forth in your country to to support Colombians that want to foster and adopt? Well, I will say the first is please pray. Pray for uh, more families. Pray that the Lord uh, calls their hearts and um, that they um, open their homes for children in in need of a of a home, of a safe home, and of a of a loving place. Um, what else could um, American families do? Uh, open your hearts. Open your hearts for adoption. We are all adopted. We're called to adopt too. Um, participate in the hosting programs here in the in in the United States, and uh, be part of uh, seeing the joy of a child finding a family. Um, donate. Families uh, adoptions are uh, require a, a big amount of of uh, funds and. Um, I know of families that would immediately adopt big sibling groups, but they are scared of the funds and of the monies. Donate. That's also a big, uh, important part of, of, of the adoption. Amen. Well, we know that, uh, too, we have a pastor's training coming up again in August. It will be our second annual pastor's training where we're actually able to bring some pastors here from the United States to host a uh two-day pastor's conference for pastors learning how to go deeper in orphan care in their local churches. And it's so encouraging to see these Colombian churches come out and ready, willing, and able to be able to participate. And so one way you can support this work in Colombia and around the world through Unadopted is by participating in Lifeline's eighth annual Run for One 5K and Fun Run, which will be held Saturday, August 24th. This effort supports our unadopted ministry as we seek to holistically care for children and their physical, emotional, spiritual, and social needs. So we have seven live run locations, uh, but you can literally run wherever you are, even in Bogota, Colombia, by signing up for the run where you are. If you will visit runfor1the5k.org, you can get more information and can register for one of the live runs or to run where you are. Again, that's runfor1the5k.org for more information and to register. And please remember that this month, the month of July, we have a 500 International Adoption Scholarship. If you have been considering international adoption or ready to move forward, don't forget the $500 scholarship that we mentioned earlier. And you can visit lifelinechild.org backslash scholarship to learn more and to start your adoption journey today. Well, as always, we're grateful for our team. We're grateful for our guest, and we're grateful for you joining us on the Defender Podcast.